Marco Leal is a UFO researcher who, along with James Fox, produced a powerful documentary, Moment of Contact. The documentary shines a light on the shocking 1996 Virginia UFO incident. This interview is a fascinating deep dive exploration into a case of potential contact with a non-human intelligence. For a summary of the Virginia case, please see my conversation with James Fox. So Marco, to start us off, can you please tell me how you first became interested in the UFO phenomenon? Oh yes, thanks Ben, and thanks for the opportunity to speak with you. And My pleasure. I was, I was interested about UFOs, I think, since I was a little kid, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. here in Brazil, uh, in back to the 90s, we mm -hmm. had um, some um, global media, uh, which was talking about UFOs on TV, and we yeah. had this special... Uh, TV show uh, every Friday night, and then also we had a, another one which was very popular on Sunday night, and they mm -hmm. used to do a really uh, serious uh, uh, about the subject of the UFOs. They was talking very serious about it, you know. So I yeah. had it like ten years old, nine years old. So I was interested about the UFOs. So. In 1996, when happened the Virginia case, I had it 11 years old. And when I saw it on, on the news, I was very shocked like by the, the media because mm. I, I, I felt that I, I want to know more, you know. But they just gave us a little piece of the Virginia case and they spoke about it the first time when the, the researchers the older researchers uh, which started to investigate yeah. this case so I knew about them and I felt inside of me oh, I want to be with them you know like I want to go there someday so okay I, I stayed in my head with this and I started to looking more into the subject UFO subject so mm -hmm. I remember when I had a then 14 years old I was playing soccer with my friends and we we were coming uh, back to home and um, I we saw like a strange thing like uh, a triangle in the sky on the sky my oh, friends wow. look it into and say hey look what is that so I was like I don't know and then it was like a triangle and uh, he I remember he disappeared very fast yeah. you know so I remember that day, uh, I was, the next day, I went to the library and we, mm -hmm. and to get some magazines about UFO. So I started to, to, uh, to search about the subject. And then uh, I had a group in my city to investigate some cases, uh, UFO mm -hmm. cases around my city. So that's when I, I started with like 16 years old uh to do uh my first research about my first search about ufos you know like pro especially when uh some cases happen around me so i used to go to the the place and ask some questions and recorded some videos and testimony about uh cool. about the cases and and that's what i i i've been uh i've been doing yeah you know yeah wow so you got interested young and you started investigating and researching quite young like when you're a teenager yeah um, that's awesome man um so 
Firstly, I have to ask about that triangle. Like, how old were you, did you say, when, when you and your friends saw the triangle? And can you describe it in a little bit more detail, like what you saw and, and what that experience was like? Yes, yes. This is, was when I had a 14 years old, you know, 14. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, I remember we, we were walking on the street and then uh, my friend, Lukiri, like this, uh, was like kind of far away in the sky, you know, and uh, there's this triangle, like, uh, I don't know if he had uh, some light, uh, like in the median of it, you mm -hmm. know, and then he was like doing this movement. And I was like, what, what is that? Is my friend, I think it's uh, some kind of airplane. He said, no, look. And then he was like, he was floating, like, no, uh, he, he didn't change the movements. And he just yeah. disappeared like very fast. And then yeah. that was like, whoa, did you guys see that? And then they said, oh, yes. Like, what the hell is that? You know, I was like, I don't know. And then I said, oh, I saw some news about UFOs, you know, like, because I already like it, the subject. But uh, yeah. was this, we were uh, we not expected uh to see this thing like we were talking about other things like teenagers you know yeah and then it's like oh my god so i remember that night i couldn't sleep because i was thinking about the sighting and yeah. then and then i was very exciting for the next day to go on library and start to find some books and read more about the subject so yeah. i remember when i started reading about the the ufo things i was like oh my god there's so many cases there's so many uh, things that are happened and i was more impressive about the ufo so i'm always was remember uh this deciding you know yeah and then that's why oh my god so this was the first time and the object like it was kind of dark you know mm -hmm. And triangle was it was it daytime or, or nighttime no it was in the end of the day like was around six you know okay. when the sun evening goes, yeah dusk the evening yeah. yeah the dusk yes was that time and i was like oh my god wasn't you um in the daytime but it was a night time you know yeah yeah, yeah. And and you, you you don't really remember like how high it was. I guess it's quite you know a long time ago. Yes, long um, time. I remember that it was far away in the sky. Like when yeah. you see the uh, the airplanes, you know the lights of airplanes. So I remember yeah. it was very far away. We couldn't see uh, a lot of details, but we saw that it was like a triangle, and in yeah. uh, the maybe in the medium. Uh, he had a, some kind of light, like a white yeah, in, in light. In the middle. Yeah. You know? And and it was black. Or was it? Was there a color, the triangle itself? Yeah, it was kind of dark, you know, when you... I don't, it wasn't too black, but it was, mm -hmm. was kind of dark. Okay. And I think the, the light was uh, shining, I don't know, a little bit, you know? Yeah. So we could yeah. see this, so I got very impressive by wow. lighting that time you know wow, that's amazing yeah and and so that was that was a couple of years after virginia yeah this is what yeah three or four years after three years after virginia yeah. you know yeah okay and when virginia took place how far away were you living from from that were you close or the other side of brazil or 
Yes, I am living actually uh, four hours and a half, actually five hours away from Varginha, you know, driving. So Yeah, I've yeah. been so many times in Varginha, you know, because I was uh, very curious about it, the case. And I, I said, oh, I, I want to go investigate by myself, you know, to, to know if everything they are saying is true. Because Yeah. it was kind of, mm, maybe, mm, you know, like, oh, this is too much, this story. I don't know if I believe. So Yeah. I remember I started to go to Virginia. My first time I went in 2004 when they, Okay. had, um, when they had a big UFO congress, like with Right. all the researchers and uh, Mm hmm our UFO magazine did this UFO congress here, AJ Mm hmm Vivard. And uh, Ubirajara Rodriguez, which was the first researcher uh, to look into this case, because the Virginia case happened in January 20th, and Ubirajara Rodriguez, he started investigating on the January 21st, you know, and like right there, and, and especially because he used to live like uh, around the area. where everything Yeah. happened, you know, like the girl sightings, because everything started with the girls' sightings. And Yeah. it's good to say uh, is uh, that uh, they never said that it was an alien or IT, because they didn't know what was this alien, the word. See, so they thought that it was a devil, you know, Yeah. oh, my God, this is a devil. So, and then I Yeah. think Birajar was, mm, was like searching this information and he thought, mm, this is look like a UFO case. And extraterrestrial. So I think the ladies, the little, the kids said, what, what is like, what do you mean? Like uh, ET or extraterrestrial. So they, they didn't know
like mm -hmm. family member that are participated in some some part of the case you know because we yeah. see here we just have 40% we just know 40% of everything which happens in Virginia i don't know if you understand like uh, we know just 40% that all happen you know mm -hmm. we We, we don't know anymore. Like 60%, we need to investigate more to know the yeah. more things, you know? Yeah. So you're saying back then you knew 40% or now? No. And right now we have 40% of... Okay. Everything. Now you think we've got, yeah, 40, yeah. Yeah, 40, you know, because there's a lot of things and a lot of other, other things that happened that we need to go through to investigate mm -hmm. more, you know? Yeah. But uh, this 40% is, is look like a puzzle, you know, when you have a puzzle and you <laughs> uh, yeah. building. Uh, so I, I got very interested and impressive about the witness testimony, you know. So mm -hmm. I keep it going to Virginia like almost around like uh, four, five, five times in a year. You know, in one year, I went yeah. to four or five times and I stayed like for four days or five days. And mm -hmm. then I recorded some some uh, uh, interviews or people didn't, didn't want to give the interview, but they gave me the information. So it was very interested. So I, f I felt like, oh, my God, this case is true. So... I felt in my heart that I would like to search more and show the like every everybody that I could show um like this this new uh investigation, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well. Um so since you first visited Virginia until now, um how many and you're not going to have an exact number, you're probably going to have to guess a little bit. How many witnesses do you think you've spoken to personally, like overall? Oh my gosh, <laughs> my dad's a lot of people, I think more than 60 or 60, around 60. But I actually, wow. uh, personally, personally, like around 60 witness, but like to call we have uh, here on our files like more than 200 uh, recordings about audios and some mm -hmm. videos you know because in wow. 2015 i had a, a help i met another guy which calls uh, uh, my friend partner investigation friend is a uh, joe marcelo max hills mm -hmm. and another one was giordano mazucci and we started to look into like more, more and more. So uh, we we went together to Virginia and we spoke with a lot of people. So we have one file with more than 200 arch archivals, you know, yeah. testimonies, yeah. people who doesn't want to come on camera, people who doesn't want to be public, you know, uh, and uh but um, i think it was around 60 people wow. we spoke with and they agreed yeah. to share the information 
Yeah, that's that's amazing. Who do you think like uh, are some of the? Because you mentioned some people they didn't want to come on camera; they they wanted to stay anonymous. Who, like, which people or, or who do you think has the most compelling testimony that wants to stay anonymous? Like, what what are we missing? To, you know, who is there anybody that you or somebody else has spoken to that, like Military X, for example, but somebody that has not even come forward as much as he has? No, to be honest with you, like all these people that we spoke with, uh, of course, more a lot of more militaries, they didn't mm -hmm. talk about it. They just they said, no, this has never happened. Oh, but we, we started to make other questions and they couldn't like answer the right way, you know, and say, like, oh, mm -hmm. but why this has happened? Why the media said that he was there? And they were like, no, I don't want to talk about it, it, you know. So most of it, the people that we spoke with was a militaries who who participated in the mission, but they want to mm -hmm. come and talk. I think for me, the most impressive was military acts because yeah. he, he was and he and his friend, which didn't want to come on camera and they say never call me again so we tried to speak with him one month ago again say hey please uh let's do an encounter like please uh, and i said no delete me delete me off this story and we spoke but you know like we have the military acts your friend because military acts and the other militaries they spoke for the first time in 1996 so they recorded an interview for the researchers back at the time, you know, like Birajara, Vittorio Pacatini, which was very, very um, important researcher because he used to live in, uh, his mom used to live in Three Hortes, which is Três Corações, which is the city that you it is like for uh, 40 minutes from 30 to 40 minutes away from virginia and they had the biggest base uh, army base in the area so um so pacatini he knew he used to live it in, in three hearts and he knew some witness and some witness trusted in uh, in him to speak mm -hmm. for the first time. So Pacatini, the first person who he sp spoke with was uh, a fireman, which was involved on the first capture, you know? Yeah. So he, he recorded on February 16th of 1996, the first audio of this fireman speak about the first capture in the January 20th, around 10, 10.30 in the morning. Because some uh, kids and people which live it in, at the neighborhood, they saw this strange animal or creature, like kind of far away. And then, mm -hmm. and then they, they called to the police station, say, hey, there, there's a, I don't know, there's some weird thing right here. So they called the firemen and the firemen, they went, the first, first they went there and they they were looking to this area because this area i don't know how to explain is like uh 
it's look like a big there's a lot of grass you know mm -hmm. what do i say like a it's, it's like it's, a meadow or something like yes. a forest or just fields i don't know exactly yeah it's kind of fields like big yeah. with like trees yeah. and a lot of grass and tall grass i suppose as well is it tall grass too you know and then uh so these people saw this strange creature so so the firemen when they came they had to go to this small forest and search mm -hmm. there so they found this creature and the fireman said that he knew from the his friend who captured that the the the, the creature was very um i think afraid or was suffering you know mm -hmm. and and they they had a net do you know net and putting a yeah a net yeah a net and then they put in a net and put in the box and then the army truck was there was doing some circles around and then the truck stopped it and the fireman gave this box with the creature to the army so before they were hearing uh like a noise like a bee noise like bzz, 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 you know which came mm -hmm. inside of this box but at this fireman didn't see the creature he saw because he was in the base before and then when the firemen called them to the base say hey please uh, you guys need to come over here so him and his captain at the time they drove mm -hmm. into the, the the small forest and when they arrived there they saw this uh this box but uh, he, they couldn't see the creature but they could hear heard the bee noise like dzz, dzz, wow. dzz, you know and then the army took this box and they drove to the three hearts base this is, was in the in the morning and then in the same day on 3 30 in the afternoon the girls saw the other creature like mm. and it's good it's uh it's good to to people know that uh the first capture was here and the field, the girls' field, what uh, wasn't far away, was right here, like maybe two to two, three blocks, you know, the okay. other field. And in the yeah. documentary, I think James was very <clears throat> uh, smart to show people by the drone, you know, because a lot yeah. of people didn't know where everything happened there. And it was very close every mm. sighting yeah everything was real close yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's amazing um so the fireman that, that that gave his statement and stuff is he still alive how come he wasn't in the documentary yes he's, he's still alive and me and my partner we found him he he's mm -hmm. uh, he used to live uh no he is still living in three hearts but when we met him for the first time he said, no, this has never happened. I said, well, but uh, we have your audio recorded, you know, when you hear, oh, okay, but it was all lying. I was lying the, at the time. I said, why you would you lie? Like, I said, no, because, and he didn't want to speak, you know, no, no, this is, yeah. this is bullshit, you know, like, this has never happened. Yeah. I said, you know, because right now we, uh, 
we have this uh, very good friend like uh, James Fox. He he wants to come over here and do a serious job, like a, a cover the case, but uh, with very serious details and uh, details. And um, other military, they probably is gonna agree to go on camera. So please, can you? I don't know, like please, you can come to to speak. And he was like, no, but I this has never happened. I said, oh, okay, just think about it. And then I'll, we, we will come back here. He said, yeah. okay. So we went, uh, I remember we, uh, we spoke with him. And then the next time was like probably one year or one year and a half late, like, uh, after we went I yeah, later, speak yeah. with him and said, no, 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 I'm, I'm not going on camera. I don't want to participate this. And then we heard from the neighborhood, like the other person who knew about him, and uh, that uh, he now he's really religious, you know, evangelic, mm -hmm. and he doesn't want to talk. He thought that I uh, was a devil too. He didn't tell us, but uh, we knew about the neighbors of his neighbors, mm -hmm. you know, and he couldn't come like he, he didn't come on camera. So, but we, we used to have this, we still have this uh, record audio from January 16. And I remember yeah. Pacatini when he recorded the first audio, he was this military fireman. He was very nervous and he didn't want to talk. And Pacatini was trying to convince him to no please please you record for us and then he told about the first capture and then Ubirajar uh, and the other researchers they were they went to the fireman station and and started the investigation but uh, of course all the firemen said no this is, didn't happen you know they are covered yeah. so actually uh I had a information about the other firemen so we went to his house we spoke with him and and he said i say can you confirm for us this mission happened on january 20th in the morning and he said uh i can't say that happened and i can't yeah. say that it not happened i said what so <laughs> so this guy didn't want to come to speak but I, he didn't tell us too about the details of this that morning you know i don't know if you can understand me my english sorry <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i i understand you yeah he yeah. he the, the second guy just didn't want to didn't want to talk but he didn't really give you any reasoning he just uh yeah just was like yeah i, I don't want to say anything yeah thing. and yeah. one time i went by myself there the last time i think was one month before james come I went, uh, I went to his house and I, I spoke with him. And I said to him, okay, just, uh, I don't like, if you don't want to come on camera, please, sir, just tell me because I am leaving. Like I am wasting, I don't know if I'm wasting my time, you know, like mm. investigating this case. Uh, I'm opening my heart for you. Please just tell me, please, Jesus. You, you don't need to tell me the details. Just tell me if this is happened. And then he's, he was like quiet for a moment, like quiet. He was thinking. 
And then he said, oh, I can't say for you, I can't say this is not happened, but I can't say this has happened. I was like, oh my God. So I, yeah. I was very yeah. upset, actually, at yeah. the time. And I say, okay, I don't want to disturb you. Uh, think about it. And then I'll, I'm, I'm going to call you another time. But I never called him again because the other thing he told me, he had uh, some issue in Sui with the army that I, I didn't understand why the army, like, do you know when people say something and but you don't understand and you want them to say more and they mm -hmm. didn't say, you know, yeah. that was a mystery for me. Yeah. So, yeah. But I guess. Sorry, you go. What were you going to say? Oh, no, sorry. No, just, just you know. <laughs> I was just going to say, I guess, yeah, somebody could be like that because of the years of, of sitting on that information and thinking about it and, oh, I can't ever tell anybody this. And, you know, like I have to keep it to myself. And, yeah, I guess it would kind of, it would mess you up, right? Like some people would react differently. Um, but, yes. yeah, that would be hard to, to process that kind of information. I don't think any of us, you know, me nor you, like, I don't think any of us really know how we would how we would not like react if if all of that happened to us like if we'd been involved in that i think it would change you um, exactly. especially after the the years of keeping the secret um yeah it's wild just a, a few other things in in the stuff you were saying like uh, the 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 buzzing from from the 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 being inside mm -hmm. the box um have you heard that like uh, from other people as well like is that a consistent theme or was this the only time that people heard the buzzing no that was the only time that we heard about the buzzing uh mm -hmm. any other witness didn't talk about it, the buzzing okay only okay. this fireman you do know. you think is maybe this is a silly question is it possible that a bee or a wasp got inside the box with him or you know do, do you think like did they say it was a buzzing that was very different to a bee or a wasp like did they give much more information Yes, they gave because when he recorded, he was telling that the other friends who did the captured, they said the creature was doing this noise from probably his mouth. And then when they put it in the box, I think it started more, you know, that's weird. But uh, I'll, we just have this testimony tell about the buzzing, you know. Mm. Yeah. it's quite chilling in a way i don't know if you understand chilling but it's quite like uh you know i don't know it, it gives me a weird feeling it, it's yeah. like it's in distress or something you know it's like it's distressed and uncomfortable and yeah obviously i'm guessing and i'm anthropomorphizing but yeah. but yeah it doesn't doesn't sit very nicely um and just to go back to military x as well so was it you that first kind of helped to get in touch with him like helped to to get him into the documentary like how did you when did you first get in touch with Military X and how did you build that relationship? Because I remember in the documentary, uh, James, um, he gives you a lot of credit, you know, for, for making that happen. Like he says that yeah. without, without Marco taking time and patience to build this relationship, like this guy would never have come and done this with us. And obviously the testimony was, was incredible. So yeah. yeah, tell me, tell me about that and how you got to, to that position to make it happen. Oh, okay. Thanks, Ben. So we knew about Military X and the other guy, mm -hmm which he is his friend who saw the whole creature, you know, at yeah. the hospital. But this wow. guy that we called, he said, no, I don't want to 
I want to be, delete me from this story. And, you know, don't call me anymore. I said, okay, because military ex friend, he saw the whole creature. And military ex, he saw only from, I think, here, you know, like from uh, the, the, the waist. Yeah, the legs and uh, the foot, right? Okay, yeah. And then we we already knew about this these militaries because uh, Birajara and uh, Marco Petit, which was the another researcher, they trusted us and they showed us the the testimony because these videos they uh, never turned public. You know, they never turned uh, public this video, so because they had a deal in 1996. Military X and the other militaries, they was very afraid. They were afraid because uh, one, his friend said, "I uh, they follow me. They, they are following me. Like when I get out of the base, somebody's following me. Because the other military was, they suspicious that they had the suspicious that uh, some military was talking more you know talking out like the yeah 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 information so so yeah. they were afraid about this this the the captain the general so when he met pacatini military x and the other researcher mm -hmm. he trusted and say okay i'm gonna recording my testimony for you so only if something happened with me or my family you guys come and and release this my testimony but if nothing happened with me please you never turn public my testimony and mm -hmm. his and the other friends too and okay the, the the researcher said okay okay we we do this deal so that's why this never came out you know because uh nothing happened with the families and with him but uh, he got a, they got a very big pressure, like from the base, you know. Yeah, love now, Russia, yeah. And then okay, so we knew about this, and my <laughs> one of my dreams was watching this testimony, which everybody was talking about, and they never released. So when we watched it, we knew more all the information, and then my friend John and Giordano. They are very good to find people, you know. They have access and some system. So we knew about his name. And we were like, hard time, like, searching, searching. So John, I think he found, and Giordano, he found his phone number, you know. Mm -hmm. So we called them. We called him, Military X, for the first time. And he was very, like, what? How did you get my phone? Say, say, oh, please, uh, we are just, we are a researcher and you, you did a record, you, you recorded a testimony in 1996 for Pacacini. We are in Ubirajara and we are friends of them. So please, can you talk to us? Say, no, say, no, I don't want to talk anymore about it. And, and then actually he was making the questions, you know, like a lot of questions yeah. on the phone. And I was like, we were, no, you can just trust us. You can go on, on internet and look it up to our names. You're going to see that we never going to expose you. you. You just want uh, information, you know, we, we are very curious to know what happened after. Like, if you know more, 
information, but he didn't want to talk like at all. He didn't want to talk. So this was the first calling. And, and then we was keeping calling him like every month. And then I remember one day I was working here and my friend, my friend John, he called Military X and Military X. He, he already knew us and he was speaking a little bit more, you know, talking a little bit more. But I know about the case, just getting more friendly, you know. Mm -hmm. And I remember my friend called me and said, hey, Military X, it is in Campinas right now. Campinas, it is a city one hour from here driving you know and then i said yeah. oh john please tell him if if he agrees i i'm go i'm driving there right now i want to meet with him personally you know and then and then okay john was speak with military x said oh i don't know if I'm, i i'm gonna meet him i'm afraid so we, we were trying to convince him to to meet with me so okay he said oh okay okay um uh, okay, I'm gonna meet with with Marco, and I remember I remember I drove to that that place because uh, military X he's not a he's not uh, military anymore, you know he's re mm -hmm. re retired, and yeah. um, and he works for another company now, you know, and um, so I remember I went to in front of his company. So he told John, say, oh, tell Marco I'm going to be with my friends. Like, but uh, when he arrived, like when he, he arrived with the car, uh, uh, don't say Marco to get out. I'm going to speak with him. I said, okay, no problem. So I remember I stopped in my car and military X, I already saw him. And I, I couldn't believe because I saw him for the first time on camera in 1996. And then when I look at to him, I said, "Oh my God, is him?" You know, I could, I, you know, I recognized it that it was him. I was yeah. like, "Oh my God, I can't believe it!" And then he came, "Hey, how are you?" I said, "How are how are you? I'm good." And you I said, "Oh, I'm I'm good." He was in my window. He said, "Oh, go right there. Do you, can can you see that tree right there?" I said, "Yes," but it was dark. You know, it was at night. And then say, "Okay." You you stop like uh, by that that tree, and then I'm going to talk to you there. I said okay, and I remember I, I drove there and I stopped it the car. When I turn uh, off the lights, oh my god, it was all dark. I couldn't mm -hmm. see if the the guy was right here. I couldn't see his face, you know, because wow. it was all dark. And then I remember military X came. And then he said, oh, please, okay, now you can come out, but uh, let your phone, all the equipment you have, technology, you, you live in the car, you know? And I was like, okay, no problem. So I got out of the car and then he started to make some questions for me. So we spoke for about one hour and he didn't want to talk about the case, but he was more asking me questions so who you are uh -huh. where you live why you are interested about this case and you know and i was like oh you can trust me please i'm just curious about this case and i was a little kid when this has happened so i watched your testimony because birajara you know and pacatini uh told us and showed us the the the, the footage he said oh okay 
Okay, for the first time we just spoke it, like, but uh, we never spoke, we not, um, we never talked about the the Virginia case. Just a little bit, yeah. you know. And then he said, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna see if I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna think, and then maybe we can make another uh, meeting." I said, "Oh, okay, please. Thank so much, military X. Thank so much, you know." So this is was, I think. 10 months before he agreed to meet with us again. So yeah, the second wow. time was me and my partner, John. So we went yeah. with him and he was more friendly. And then we mm -hmm. stayed for about two hours in a bakery, like uh, in a spot, like in a bakery, like a lot of people. But we yeah. were in another table and he, we spoke about it. But uh, he didn't want to tell all the details that he mm -hmm. he did in 1996 you know so we we would love to hear to hear to hear his he's talking about the first like like the first time but he didn't say the details he's he was more like oh this has happened somebody was involved this other guy was involved i was there he he gave us some details but i'm not yeah. no so okay and then I, in the end, I remember I was driving him to his brother's house. And uh, he said, uh, I said, please, you know, James Fox is coming here. We are, we are about to do a documentary, very serious about it. And we would love to, to have you on camera. We, we, we don't going to expose you, you know. And he said, no, no, it's better not, better not, dude. No, I'm sorry, but... Uh, this is this is was very prescient for me. I don't want to talk anymore about it. So okay, I was very <laughs> upset too. So okay, we used to uh, had a contact by phone and WhatsApp. You know, I used to talk to him, and I remember James came to Brazil, and then uh, we started uh, shooting the documentary with like all the other witness. And then I was yeah. like, oh, my God, man. And then I told James, I said, hey, I have one guy here. He was the, the military, which was there in 1996. So I told James everything. James, oh, my God, we need to get this guy. We need to get to say, okay. But uh, yeah. he doesn't want to go, even if we offer money. Like, we can, you can offer money because we we already tried this way too say okay you can make a lot of money please just tell us like i know it's not the right thing to do you know but we were like very excited and they said no no you're desperate yeah i was like oh my god so i remember one night i think i uh we had a one week already like we shoot it for a week and then i remember i called military x with like uh, james uh, and we were in Virginia, and but uh, Military Act lives in a city which is three hours and a half driving from Virginia. And then Military X say, "Oh, uh, I said, oh, please, James Fox is here. Please, can we just have one conversation? Just one conversation?" I said, "Oh no, man, I don't think so." I said, "Please, please." So I was convincing, and I said, "Okay, I'm gonna think about it." So next day. We called again, <laughs> and he said, oh, okay, I'm going to meet you guys. You can come right here. I said, yes, right now, like anytime you, you say. 
we go. And then he said, okay. So me and James, uh, James, I remember he canceled all the schedule for that day. And then we yeah. drove three hours and a half to meet Military X. So when we got in a gas station, and then he was there with another friend. And then we, when me and James arrived, I remember we went to a toilet, and then we came back, and then Military X said, okay, let's go to another place. I said, what? No, let's go to another place to speak, to, to have a conversation. I said, okay. And then we got in the car, <laughs> And we drove to another place. It was kind of a little bar, you know. So me, James, uh, military ex, and his friend, we we spoke like for two hours too. Like me and James, I was translating to James, and, and yeah. military ex. I think he liked James because James is a very special guy, you know. I like he's he's very yeah, he's very warm and charismatic. Yeah, yeah, and he's like he do it with his heart, you know. And that, yeah. I think, this is, makes a lot of difference. And military acts, okay, I'm going to think about it. And James, please, you need to come on camera. I know you don't want any money. Like, I don't know. I know just because the world, the world needs to know. Um, we, we are going to show this story for many people as we can. And he said, oh, okay, I'm going to think about it. So I remember the next day, like we were like, please, did you decide? He said, no, man, I don't think so. So, so I was like very stressful, right? You know, yeah. and, and then we had a day schedule. So I remember James was like, no, man, please tell him right now. If he, like, if he's not going right now, he's never going to do anymore. And maybe, I don't know, some other military can know about it. And, you know, and then and then I remember I said, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know where to do, where to do. I can do, but I don't know where. And then I said to Military X, no, if you agree, we are we are uh, doing, we are cancel all the schedule for this day. And then we are going to drive there right now, like with a small crew. Because Military X, he was very worried about it too, with the equipment, you know, very little people like uh very no camera very little like one camera probably you know yeah, and i said yeah. okay don't worry about it please we uh we are going to with like a small crew and then we can rent a hotel room like and then you're not going to be exposed and then i said oh my god oh my god I said please i am driving okay i'm right now i'm going I said oh man i don't know i said please man please I said oh okay and then I will let you know the details, like in, in one hour. So we got everybody in the car, like the camera crew, and only the audio guy and the David West, the 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 camera, and me and James and Alessi was with me. And then we drove. So uh, when you see the document, when you guys watch it, the documentary, when James is in the car and me too, that was yeah. right there. This is. We were very excited because, do you know, when it happens, right, right there, you know. And I was like, "Let's go then." And then, and then I remember I was driving, and we stopped it on the two, two. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I remember this. Yeah. And say, oh, and then I say, probably before I said, oh, let's let's rent a hotel room around uh, his city. I said, oh, okay. 
So I remember we were driving and then we stopped it on the gas station. So we didn't know what hotel. So I, I remember, I think I asked it from the, the gas station worker. He said, uh, I said, hey, do you know, do you guys have a hotel around here? Like, and then say, oh, there's a hotel by the, the road right there. And I said, oh, okay. So I called again Military X and I said, oh, it's going to be in that hotel. Do you know this hotel? And then Military oh, I know, but uh, I'm afraid. I said, don't worry about it, please. We are going to arrive first and then you come. Like I, and I remember very, like we were, uh, and then we drove to the hotel first, like 10 minutes probably before Military X arrived. And I remember I went to the reception asked for a room, and he said, uh, oh, okay, here's the, the key. And then we went to the room, and the room was very small, very small, like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And then I <laughs> and I went back to the reception, said, please, don't you guys have a, a big room, a bigger? He said, no, I'm sorry, it's all the same. But uh, actually, I have one room that is the same size, but you can uh open a door which connects another room i said oh okay and then i told james yes this one okay and then i we got this one another one and then we go i remember we went up and and then we got the toilet uh, the toils uh what do you call it do you know the oh my god i forgot the name in english like when you the ones the to uh when you have when you go to shower get out of the shower and a towel a towel yeah exactly sorry a towel and we got yeah. some towels we we brought like i remember uh dave the, the camera guy he went there and put in the towels covering like the the camera you know and we didn't yeah. get the tripod i like oh my god and military x came and then I met him on the parking lot and I said, oh, you go to the, uh, like the number of the, the room, like 111, you know, 111. I said, oh, okay. And then he went by himself first. He knocked at the door, we opened it and military X came inside. So that's what happened, you know, was very, was very, I, I mean, this has happened that time everything you know we didn't prepare yeah. we didn't prepare and then military x was like oh my god and so that was really interesting story do you know the head that he had the military head so yeah he, uh he didn't have any head so uh david the guy the camera guy he was on the the military <laughs> head that at the time because his son is from I think Navy. Uh right. David Summons from Navy. And then he had this head. So military X, oh my God, I need your head. And then I said, Oh, <laughs> can you please uh bar uh, land your <laughs> your your head? And yes. And then he put it ahead like a military. I was like, oh my God, that's crazy because you know, <laughs> even the head we we didn't prepare, you know, and then yeah, was right yeah. there. So, and then we started to to record his testimony. And I was very curious to know if he's going to say the same thing that he, he said he said in 1996. Dude, this was incredible for me. I, was, I had a good bumps, you know, like 
goosebumps because he yeah. was telling this almost the same story, the same testimony that he had 26 years ago. Wow. And I was like, oh yeah. my God, of course he didn't give all the details, but I yeah. he did almost, you know, all of them. I was like, oh my God, now I'm, it was incredible, you know, like, yeah. For that's what I, for me, was I think one's the best part and my favorite, actually, on the whole documentary. Of course, the X-rays guy too, and the other military, and uh, I, I'm very grateful for them to trust us and and shared the his, yeah. his informations. You know. yeah man in incredible like incredible and like well done to you as well for for helping that happen you know because if it wasn't for you it seems like maybe we would never really have heard yeah. his testimony yeah um, but, which but, uh, was incredible james was the guy too because he convinced the military ex at the time i remember that when we spoke for two hours and i james was very yeah. like with his heart and i think uh military ex said oh this is a nice guy you know yeah, I bet James was on fire. Yes, <laughs> on that exactly. day. <laughs> and I was very happy, and I was like, "Oh my God, thanks, James!" This is... yeah. I, I was waiting for this moment for many years, and my partner John and Giordano too, you know, because yeah. we we were we were kind of worried about it. Said, "Oh, maybe this guy. I don't know if they lied at the time. Why they would lie? You know." But when they he spoke for the first time after 26 years and said mm -hmm. the same testimony was incredible. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So when we're watching the documentary, we see the back of his head, obviously, and, and we see kind of you and James sitting on the bed facing him. Um, obviously, only you and James sat there and, and saw his face as he told you the story. So James has kind of mentioned a bit about this, like what he felt when he was looking at the sky, but how did that feel for you? What did you feel? What did you interpret from his face, from his eyes, from his mouth? Like, you know, his facial expressions. How did that match up to what he was saying? Oh, my God. This was incredible. I will never forget the expression, like in the face, you know. Uh, well, he was telling, but uh, because I knew, I already knew the full testimony of 1996 because I watched it so many times. So I know all the words that he said in like 30 minutes, you know. Mm, and then when yeah. he started to speak again and tell and doing the expression on his face. So for me, it was incredible. I, was, I had a goosebumps, you guys called. Yeah, yeah, goosebumps, goosebumps, goose pimples. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh my God. I was like, that's incredible for me, you know. And uh, yeah. James, of course, he like, James is very smart because even he doesn't speak Portuguese, but uh, it's unbelievable how he he's pay attention in the words and like he's yeah. trying to understand what a military ex was saying. And actually he was right sometimes, you know, like, yes, yes, you know, like, yes, uh, he he did um, because James, he he was guessing. But he was guessing right, you know, some yeah. that a military ex was telling, and and it was yeah. like amazing. After that, like, like after the interview, we had our our shoulder was like, 
the heaviest, you know, like, oh my God. So that's what yeah. we, we needed for the documentary, you know, one military which participated of transportation. And he was one of the, the best witness as the researchers had at the time, you know, because yeah. he gave the names. Of course, on the documentary, he didn't give because he said, oh, okay, I'm going to do the interview. But I'm not going to say again the names of the other military who was with me or who was there in the yeah. hospital. But in the 1996, he said he said on camera the name of everybody who was there and who could kill him. You know, the military yeah. who could yeah. kill him or his family. And uh, yeah. um, so we... We called, actually, like in three years ago, we called all those militaries. We found the address, the phone number, so we called all. And, of course, all of them said, no, this has never happened. And, and no, some ones didn't want to uh, uh, ask, uh, answer the questions. And I remember one time we called a captain, Captain Hamidis, Hamidis captain, mm -hmm. and then My John called, said, oh, please, Hamidis. He said, no, this is not Hamidis' phone. And then, oh, sorry. And then, like, 10 minutes later, my other friend, Jordano, called. said, oh, please, I would like to speak with uh, Hamidis. Because the area code was different. Um, the Jordano's area code was different. And mm. he said, oh, I am Hamidis. You know, so how they they knew that we're gonna call them? Did you, did you understand? Like we called first. Yeah. He said no, I'm not. This is this is not uh, Hamidis' phone number. And the other guy called. He said, "Oh yes, I'm Hamidis." You know, like how they yeah. how they knew. So yeah, it's incredible. Like you know. and and I suppose you think they they were threatened by people by their their superiors and by you know government or military to to keep quiet and to not say anything. Yes, that's what I think. And then they are captain. They are very straight, military straight, you know, like uh, they are very, ah, oh, like they, yeah. they die hard. Yes. Yeah, I get it. Wow. That's incredible, man. I mean, thank you for, for sharing that story. Because, yeah, I mean, as we said, Military X was probably the most, well, the most compelling, the most fascinating bit of testimony in the documentary i think um at least arguably and i think as 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 a viewer like i had some some goosebumps some goose pimples watching it so i can only imagine for you after putting in the years of work and everything to get to this point and having a relationship with him and wow like it just must have been incredible for you a, a career highlight i think you'll probably look back on that in many years um yeah. let's uh let's change direction a little bit and maybe you can tell me how you first ended up meeting James Fox, how you how you first met James, um, and how you ended up get being involved in this documentary, what and what your role was in making this documentary, what you did with James. Um, so yeah, if you could, could tell that, that'd be great. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yes, yeah, it was a very uh, happy time for me because I remember it was in 2011 we had a conference mm -hmm. in a city here which calls Peruibi. It's uh, on the beach. And James was a guest to, he was invited to come to this conference, you know, and talk about his movies and 
everything. everything. Yeah. So I met James at the time at the conference and uh, I loved James for the first time. You know, he was a really nice guy and we, we were starting a relationship right there, like speaking. And he was with Rebecca, his wife too. So cool. And then we started to speak a little bit about Virginia at the time because James didn't believe like mm. on Virginia case, you know, he's, he, it's too bizarre <laughs> the case to be through, yeah. you know. And then I remember they had it a weekend in Peruibi. So I remember James was asking me, say, oh, do you know uh, one, one place that you can tell us to go after here because we're going to spend one more week in Brazil, we would love to go in some somewhere else, some place, nice place. I said, "Oh yes," and then I remember, I told him about Paraty, which is a city here in Rio de Janeiro. It's very beautiful, like Iceland's beautiful place, you know, paradise place. And then I said, "We can go there." Like uh, I can, I can drive you guys because I was worried a, a little bit about it because James. He told me he's going to rent a car and drive it there, but he didn't speak Portuguese, you know. He didn't know the road, so I was worried about it. I said, I can take off one week of my work, can take it off, and I can take you guys there. I said, oh, my God, really? Oh, thanks. And then we spent a week in Paraty. So it was when we had more time to speak about Virginia case. And uh, and I told him he was like listening and he was like, oh, that's interesting. So I remember he said, uh, Marco, if uh, in, in one year, this was in 2011, he said, in one year, if I come here with a production uh, company to shoot uh, some some audio audiovisual project, would you find the witness, like Virginia witness, yeah. to go on camera? I said, oh, James, I don't know, because the girls, they they don't speak anymore. You know, on cameras, they very hard to get them, but I, I will try. So I remember I said, oh, okay. And then he said, probably in, in one year, I'm going to come back here to, to do uh, something here, like to shoot with them. I said, oh, okay. I was very happy, and then I remember... At the between this year, I went to Virginia, I think two to three times, but it was very hard to convince the, the girls, very hard. And we didn't have all the witness. I was very, very poor, you know, like what we just had the girls and the couple which saw the UFO, the sighting, UFO sighting. Remember? Yeah, on the, on the farm. Yeah, on the farm. Yes. Yeah. And um, so James, he said, oh, I'm going, I am coming. I said, what? Are you coming to Brazil? Yes, with a National Geographic um, show, which he didn't like it. <laughs> and then he came <laughs> for the first time for doing uh, uh, this episode. So we shoot with a lot. We, we had a hard time to convince the girls so when you see this episode of chasing UFOs from National Geographic, Katya, mm -hmm. she was on the field and she told us, this is, is my first time come back to the field since long time. She said, I think in 10 years, I never came here before because 
this is bringing me bad feelings, you know, I said, oh, okay, Katia, but it's going to be very important to be on the, the interview. So, <clears throat> like, if you see the interview, Katia didn't say one word, only the other girls, because she was very afraid to be at the field again. And she was, like, looking, like, very, very nervous. And one time she stopped the, the, the interview and started to cry, like she was shaking hands. And she got out of the field. And I remember I went out to speak with her, hey, come down, come down. This was a long time ago. We are here with you, you know, try to uh, to help her there. And then she was, she got more relaxed and she came back to the field. So we shoot that moment. And then that was my first work with James, but it was very, wasn't good, you know, <laughs> because we just had the girls. I think that's it. And then the couple, in the couple, yes, I think we had it. So I, I know that James didn't like the show, so they shoot 13 episodes. And then into, this was in 2012. And then in 2013, he was starting a project which calls the 701 movie. The 701 was actually after turning, turning on the phenomenon, but uh, the beginning was the 701. And then James said, I'm going to start my own production and I'm going to come to Brazil again next year. And then um, we, we can shoot whatever we wanted, you know, with like my, my job, like my way to do. I said, oh, that's nice. So he came, yeah. we went to Virginia. And do you know when you saw the documentary, the interview with the girls, they were sitting like the... the, the his mom, the mother was telling about the men in black. I don't know if mm -hmm. you remember yeah. that they were. Yeah. See, that was in 2013, the first time when right. James started the 701. So we mm -hmm. used it, that, that interview because it was better. And then, but uh, we didn't have many people. We, we found Marta, Cherise's uh, sister, and the couple. So we just had a three, and then I found the, the doctor, uh, Cesario, which was the, the doctor who did the treatments in the, uh, the procedure on Marco Cherise. And then, yeah. and then uh, we started to, uh, to shoot this, and then James had uh, the other cases. So the 701, they're supposed to be Virginia, Zimbabwe case, uh, Lenny Zamora from New Mexico, yeah. and um, Kenneth Arnold, only four. And then, but uh, the years, uh, and then the past the years, we went, we used to, me and my partners, uh, keep, we keep going to Virginia. We went to Virginia so many times, so we got all the new witness and convinced other witness to to be part of it, like in some project. But in my mind, I thought that James would put, would put a, the, the interviews on the phenomenon because the 701 turned the phenomenon. And then, yeah. and then I remember James, oh, sorry, buddy, but uh, we're not going to use 
the, the Virginia in this movie, I was very upset, oh, really, man, oh, and then said, you know, but if the phenomenon goes well, we can do one uh, only uh, for Virginia, because he knew already about a lot of information that he want to go through more, yeah. and then he did the phenomenon, was very good, and then I remember he yeah. called me in 2021, and he said, hey, Let's do now. We are going to do. I said, "Oh my God, I can't believe he's gonna." He said, "We are going to do a one documentary only about Virginia." I said, "Oh, that's what what we need, man. There's a lot of things to show." And then he yeah. came, and then we shoot it about three weeks. The whole, now I did all the schedules with the witness, but uh, some ones we had to convince. Right there, you know, because they, mm, I don't want to come. I don't want to come. And the other guy, which I loved on the documentary, was very... Carlos. Uh, Carlos uh, was a military um, X-Rise guy. X-Ray guy. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, X-Rays yeah, yeah. and the family, too, which saw the... UFO. Yeah, the doctors. Yeah, the doctors. It was incredible for me yeah. because they didn't want to go on camera. When I called them, yeah. say... Hey, sir, can we go there? Yes, but I, I'm just going to talk with you guys. Like, said, okay. So we drove into the house. So uh, you guys can see on the, because David was filming. And then I opened yeah. the door and he came out and said, oh, please, can you can you give an interview on camera? I said, no, no camera. No, I don't want a camera right here. I'm just I'm just going to speak with you. Tell what we leave it. I said, no, please. And then James was like, okay, or we can... Yeah, the back, you know, we'll do anything. We'll we'll block their face. Yeah. We'll bl like blur them. We'll film from behind, like anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I remember James, and then I say they say, oh, okay, okay. So you went to uh, his house, and when he started tell us the story, I was impacted by his expressions, face, you know, mm -hmm. and the lady, his wife, and his daughter I was like in. And uh, three of the three was they were exciting speaking, and they I remember we had to stop a little bit the, the the interview because they were speaking together, very excited, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, oh, yeah. and then when I saw the guy, like I I I'm no doubt, no doubt that he lived it that moment, you know, and especially these two blocks only from the field. The, the girls sighting, you know, and he was like, I saw the UFO, I couldn't see, it wasn't a light, it was a UFO over here, like, it was looked like he was searching for something here, you know, and then match, yeah. this testimony matches with other ones that we had it on the, on the, um, on the streets, remember the, the streets, mm -hmm. when you have a sightings, this, yeah. and then, uh, so it was the same day, the, the shooting. So I remember when we were in the downtown doing that, that uh, I remember people come and, and witness who saw the UFO. So they already told us about the same, it was look like the same as the doctor saw, you know? And wow. they don't know each other, you know? The guy who was with his mom too and saw this UFO, like uh, yeah you know with no noise 
It was incredible. And of, co of course, Carlos go back to the siding after 26 years. Carlos de Souza, you yeah. know, and he got a very emotional because one was one time that uh, James kind of was like, kind of worried about it because when we got to the field, uh, Carlos didn't recognize it, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. there. And I was like, oh my God. But I knew where he point like in 1996 but i i said i'm not gonna tell him because i don't wanna yeah good yeah you know yeah. just let him and then he said oh I don't, he's not here and then when he, they spoke about the house the white house I, I already saw the white house i took and then i said but i didn't want to tell you know into when james no but there's a house right there so yeah there's a house a white house and then okay let's go there, there then because that moment we were walking the field walking and carlos oh i don't know if he was here i don't know you know but and then was the moment yeah. when he found you know yeah, yeah that was incredible <clears throat> yeah i was very excited because he never came he told us that uh the last time he went was in 1996 that, yeah you know and you you said you knew where it was already. So did he he took to the exact same place? Yeah, I'll run, kind of. Yeah, very near that area right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, and obviously it's a lot of years, and it's just yeah, a lot field, of so, years. So. And <laughs> yeah. if it was created, you know, like he was no, it was here, like right in the beginning, you know. But yeah. it took yeah. some while to. To find, like, to him, find the, the right place because he remembered that the house, and uh, but it was incredible, like, you know that that they and I remember James was a little stressful, <laughs> I think, because he didn't think I, I think it's not here, I think it's not here. I said, I knew that it was there because we had a one footage, the old footage from 1996, and I had. I used to go to my Olini farm a lot of times, you know, and then we knew oh, it's right here because the oldest footage, he showed the place, you know, and yeah. but a uh, little people saw this footage, uh, you know, like, uh, but I uh, was very interested for the documentary too, you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Yeah, that that scene at the at the site of the crash with Carlos was was so powerful. Um, like the emotion that came through, like just for me as a viewer, was really intense. Like it just felt so raw coming from from Carlos. How did that feel for you being there with him? Like, because you're kind of yeah, you're with him, you're walking around, and all of a sudden he starts to get faster, and you know, aki aki, and yeah. and you see just his eyes and everything. For me, like. It was very intense. So yeah, what was it like to be there? What was it like to be around him was, on that day? Was incredible because it was a quiet moment, you know. When aqui, 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 and then we run back like uh, down, and then I remember he was like putting his hand on the ground, and it was a quiet moment, like nobody, yeah, quiet, like for maybe one or two minutes, and he was like, you know, he started crying. And I remember after I remember David West. He used to he used to do a lot of Hollywood uh, shooting, you know, like uh, he worked. And he said after he said, I never saw like uh, he's a very good actor. If he's lying, he's a very good actor mm -hmm. because 
Yeah. He already did with uh, the the Hollywood actors and and he was the same right there, you know, crying. He was feeling that moment. And then uh, was very quiet and for actually that day I wasn't good because I had a headache because it was very hot, you know, very <laughs> uh and then but I was like that moment I was like, oh my god. That no doubt that uh it's right here and this is something happened and he saw here something really weird, you know, mm. and it was uh, confirmed. Even here in Brazil, a lot of people doesn't trust Carlos, you know, there's a lot of people who's speaking, uh, oh, this guy is a liar, you know, because he changed a little bit, blah, 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 blah. But uh, when you are there with him and know, like, everything he 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 go through with his family, he went through with his family, like pressure too. And uh, was really incredible to, to mm. see that moment, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, like you said, I mean, if he, if he was acting, if he was lying, if that was not real, like, wow. Yeah. He should be in Hollywood right now because yeah, that was, it was so raw and, and emotional. Mm -hmm. Um, how did you how did you get in touch with him? Was that you as well that helped to bring him in into the into the into the situation into the documentary? Yes, I remember two thousand thirteen. James was already looking to Carlos. He, he said to me, "You really need to find Carlos." I said, "But uh, he's gone. He's disappeared." He said, "No, he yeah. really needed." So we were working on to try to find him. So my another friend. It's good because we have a very good partners here, you know, researchers, and we are all working kind of together. And then I remember my friend Paulo Pilon, uh, who is a very nice guy, engineer, and he found uh, the address because we, we had uh, some information, so we gave to him, and he was looking, and he found the address of Carlos. And then with the address, we found his phone number. And then I called him, for the first time, and he said, wow, this was a long time ago. How did you get my phone, you know? I was like, no, you know, we are researchers, and then we would love to meet you for a conversation. Uh, can you do for us? I said, mm, okay, okay, I'm going to meet you for you guys. And I remember we did a meeting, and we spoke for the first time, and he was very nice. He was telling the same story, you know, and how this is in in fact his life after mm -hmm. and uh and then i said to him about some project that uh james fox would love to do a documentary about it and if he's agreed to be he said oh i think i yes i now i am i can speak again he said because and then he told me that uh, some weeks before i meet him uh he said some some member of his family was making fun of him in front of other members of his family. And he was a very, he got a pissed off, you know, said, one day I'm going to prove this, this is, this is real, you know, and let's change the conversation. I don't want to talk about this. So three, he told me three weeks after I called him. And then I think he said, he he uh, he agreed to go on camera too to show to the the families that he was in 
bullshit him <laughs> them yeah. you know was telling was lying so it was really yeah nice wow i feel like that was part of what the tears were as well when when he broke down crying i think it was partly like you know redemption for him it was like proving even to himself in a little way that like ah oh, this did really happen and like i knew i was right and everything like that yeah um because i i bet he doubted himself through the years and questioned himself and you know like yeah it would just be so difficult um another major kind of uh well he's not wasn't a major part in the documentary unfortunately but somebody that would have been a major part of the documentary eric lopes yeah um again do you do you like have you ever spoken with eric face to face apart from what was in the documentary uh, do you have any kind of friends in common with him um what's the story there yeah oh then good yeah the last uh the only guys who had a face-to-face -face with him was the older researchers, the Ubirajara Rodriguez mm. and Vittorio Pacatini, with Cherise's yeah. sister. Because Eric Lopes, he was a friend, he was Marco Cherise's friend since they were little kids. And then they mm. got into the police together, you know? And uh, so we knew, of course, about Eric Lopes. So also... After many years, we 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 heard that uh, he didn't he doesn't like like he doesn't like to speak about this case ever, and then yeah. we we heard that uh, he got nervous when when uh, when he he's gonna talk about this. And then I remember I was trying to find him, so I found his wife, and then I went to speak with his wife with another friend. And she was very kind of pissed off. Like she was like, "Oh, why you guys keeping keep uh, doing the the connection with the alien and my husband and my and my brother?" Because it's a crazy story. Like uh, Eric Lopes' wife, it is one sister of Cherise's too. You know, and so Eric Lopez's wife is she's the sister yeah. of Marco Cherise's yeah. wife. So. Yeah. Okay. But so we they were brothers-in-law as well. Yeah. And, and Marta, which is her sister, by the I don't know if it was, they were sisters. I don't know if by uh, father or by mother. You know, the uh, right. What it is not the same parents, but I think the yeah. same dad is Marta's, and the same dad is the other the Eric Lopez's wife. You know, mm -hmm. and she was yeah. very pissed off with me because. We were connecting like Cherise and Eric Lopes on this story. So please leave us alone. He doesn't want to talk about it. So you, we already knew about this, his position about. And when I told James, James was always trying to speak with Eric because Marta was telling that Eric Lopes knew more. And she told yeah. us that back to the 1997, he was with Ubirajar in Pacatini, and one time Eric Lopes was in her house, and they were, they were, hey, please tell, tell me what happened that that night, please, you just you know more, you know more, and Marta told us that uh, he was like smoke a cigarette, very nervous, like once, you know, like doing, and no, no, I don't know anything, I know nothing happened, and he got very nervous, and he went out of the house, you know, and um. 
and she and she, he never spoke about it so james would love he 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 uh, to talk with Eric. And then when we went to interview the mayor, mayor uh, knew some other people who could help us to go on, on, on Eric Slop's house and Romulo, very nice guy, Romulo. And uh, his father is a sergeant of the police station at the time. And he said, oh, I know where Eric Lopes live. uh, he lives, but I, I'm going to drive you guys there. But I told James, I think I think it's not a good idea go right there. He mm. said, why? I said, I don't know, man. I, I don't agree to go right there, you know. I said, no, but uh, it is the last chance. Like, I don't have a... It is the last option. You you guys already tried to talk with him. You didn't want it. Other people was trying to, to speak with him. Nothing. I, I need to do. And then I said, oh, okay. So... You you said on the movie, I stay in the car, you know. The, the moment I was with James there, because I knew already he got very pissed off about it. And probably he already saw me on the news here speak a little bit about him. You know, was kind of, you know, afraid a little bit of Eric. Yeah. And I said, okay, let's go there, but I'm going to stay in the car. And then, and then... And then you guys watch it, what happened. He, he went there and the really interesting like thing was like before Romulo introduced James, like he said, hey, there's American guys right here. And Eric said, if it is about alien, the alien story, you guys live here right now because you guys gonna have trouble. Like you guys yeah. gonna get get in trouble with me? I was like, and yeah. then happened all this. And I was like, oh my god! And then I remember James said, but what what the worst thing you you think he can do with with us? I said, I don't know, man. Like Trented, like you know, like shoot. Oh really? Yes. But uh, James <laughs> tried anyway, you know. Yeah. And, he, yeah. and I wasn't like I said, I, I wasn't worried about it. But James had a courage. Courage to go yeah. there, and yeah. the moment, and and actually after that, when we were, uh, when I was with James in, in the United States, uh, we he was uh, editing the documentary. We called again his sister, his wife, and I remember my partner John was here in Brazil. He called and she said, "No." Oh, please, I'm so sorry that you went to your house, your husband's house, you know, that time. And so we were trying to explain her and said, please, there's any chance to Eric Lopes come, like right now? He said, no, he he's, will never come. He, she said to me, even, even with me, he doesn't speak about the case, especially with you guys. And then he said, like, he just going to speak you with you guys only if you guys can promise or that you guys can bring my my brother back like Cheriz you know? mm. I was like oh my god okay okay I'm sorry yeah. and then we never spoke anymore with them you know so yeah. I was there 20 days ago we we stayed for 22 days in Virginia right now me and John and we went again to his his street, like his uh, house, right? 
and we found we found out right now that the name of the street it is Marco Elisherizi, the name of the street of where he really? lives. And then I said, why they put it, the name of Marco Cherise right here? You know, like this is a, another interesting thing that it makes yeah. thinking about it. Why, you know? And then yeah, gave yeah. the name of the street of Marco Cherise. I have the picture I will send to you after. Cool. But, yeah. Cool. I'll, I'll put it on the screen if we can. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So so Eric Lopes lives on Marco Cherese Street. Yes. Basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's wild, man. That's wild. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, yeah. So you you mentioned earlier about the the doctors, the that that saw or the doctor, the the family that saw the UFO hovering around uh, where the girls saw him, saw it. Um, what what did you make of that? What did you think of that? What do you, what do you? How do you explain that? Do you like? Have you thought about it much that, you know, like, have you put it all together, this UFO hovering there? Yeah. What are your thoughts on, on, on what, what was going on there? Yes. That was for me personally was very important because everybody's saying, oh, we have the creatures, but uh, we don't have too much sightings of UFOs around. So these creatures came from UFO. So we didn't know exactly who what was this creature so i remember when i met with the family and the family was telling that it was hovering and looking for something for me i remember they didn't remember the date which day was in january but they remember that it was in january in 1996 so for me it was basically the ufo was uh searching for the creatures right there to help you know, because we are we already had another sightings of the creature in the zoo of the yeah the the, the city. In, unfortunately, uh, this part wasn't in the the movie like the whole documentary. Yeah. But you have the extra videos which we interviewed the veterinarian, the veterinarian who did yeah. the. If you buy it from what Vimeo or uh, iTunes, I think. Yes, right? you have that. Yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Apple, yeah. I think too. And then uh, because uh, I remember the people was saying that uh, this UFO was like a lot of people saw looks like they were looking for something and it was low. They couldn't see the. They could see the like the shape of the the, the fly saucer. In like, I don't know if it was a fly saucer, yeah. but a UFO, you know. And then yeah, was over in there, and uh, this is matches with some story about the the zoo because the lady, the old lady, she saw the creature on April twenty first of nineteen ninety six in the zoo, and uh, but when she saw the creature was the the type was look like the girl saw like big eyes red eyes brown skin like you know with the veins like uh and oil but uh this one had a look like a how do you guys say hamlet hamlet yellow hamlet like oh a helmet helmet yeah sorry my english yeah helmet. Yeah. no that was close yeah <laughs> yeah so he had a yellow 
that was only the difference. So I remember the researchers at the time, they believe it. I don't know. This is a hypothesis, you know, like yeah, speculation is, a little bit. Exactly. Speculation that uh, they were looking for his buddies, you know, yeah, uh, because he yeah. had a, and the lady saw, and especially that week, three animals died with the same cows, um, you know, death, cows of death, like I was mm -hmm. uh, a deer and uh was I don't I, I don't know how to say in English another kind of animal but they the important the important is they they used to eat different foods you know and then yeah. they die with the same cows cows yeah <laughs> yeah yeah cows cows yeah. yes the same cows so uh, was uh, that was really was a mis mysterious for the for the the bio bio biologists oh my god yeah biologists yeah biologists and the veterinarian you know and mm -hmm. then yeah. said this is can make this is can have a connection with that creature that was there and the the lady saw and she got very scared and she yeah the husband said please let's go let's go to our house right now and the guy said, yeah. why why she said no Let's go right now. And then when they were driving back home, she told the guy, the, the husband, what uh, she saw. And at the time, we also had a lot of UFO sightings there. That's why for me was very important, the doctor's testimony, because for me yeah. connects this is this testimony from the other people. And especially because the doctor's house, it is only two blocks from the like the where the Cherise did the capture the second capture, right. you know yeah 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 that's amazing i mean the thing in the zoo i'm glad you brought that up yeah because uh, that's there's really interesting and like it's kind of hard to to fit it in without speculating a little bit but like you say if they were looking if if the doctors saw a ufo and it was potentially looking for something then yeah maybe it's not crazy to think that whatever these beings were they would have they would continue trying to find their yeah their friends their buddies do you know if there were any other sightings or alleged sightings um of beings or of craft or of ufos in between january and and april that when they she, she saw it in the zoo were there, were there was there anything else in between those months no there's a lot of more testimonies when you read the ubirajara's book because Ubirajara is very, is very smart, intelligent person. He's a lawyer, and and he was researching all the sightings which happened not only in Virginia but the cities around Virginia. Mm -hmm. At the time, we had so many sightings in in uh, in area of Minas Gerais yeah. at that time, and uh, he had. A, I I know that in his book he has all documented. Uh, testimony from the people from other cities around Virginia and Virginia mm -hmm. is speaking about this these other sightings of the the, 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 the UFOs, you know. But I'm nothing yeah. landing like nothing like a, a UFO landing, nothing, just the sightings, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, amazing. Um so let's um 
the footage have you have you seen have you seen the footage you haven't right you've have you you've spoken to people that have seen it yes have how have they described it to you in detail would you be able to describe it to me in in some detail yeah that's Um, good this is a new information because uh like in one week ago we were in virginia we stayed for 22 days and for the first time we spoke with a doctor very uh, very popular doctor in virginia and he said you know i'm gonna tell you guys now and he told us that he watched the movie the footage from mm. his friend but his friend yeah. doctor already passed away he, he died in 2018 so that guy he probably has the footage his family has the footage and this doctor told us on camera right now probably in one or two weeks we're gonna editing and putting for the yeah. public saw see this interview so awesome he said that uh was very fast he saw like uh maybe seconds or minutes of this this footage and his friend showed that uh, the creature was laid down in like a bed and had uh, some uh, a blanket blanket into I think the legs right here in the the belly, beginning of the belly, and he could see yeah. the the arms, the finger. Like I don't remember if he said. I think it was like three fingers. I have to see on there, and then it was very thin, you know, very thick, thin, thin. You think? Yeah, it was very thin, and has two. Uh, how do you guys say? Uh, like horns or lumps or yeah. maybe lumps yeah like on the uh, protrusions yeah big right uh big red eyes you know but uh, he said another thing was kind of interested because uh, it's different the other testimonies he said he could see the skin a little white i don't know if he said if it was something that uh they they put it on but I, you know, when we speak with the doctor, we know we feel that he knows much more, you know. Mm. But he just said, "No, I'm gonna tell you guys because this has been 26 years." He said, "At the time was other time we couldn't like speak," and uh, I think he is only the the only one doctor who is this, is saying about the footage and that he saw the footage, mm. and he also say about the military activity on the hospital at the day because he was working on january 20th and that week and he told us that uh, he remembered that uh, that day he was doing a surgery in a little kid and he he told me that he remembered that some reporter came and to interview him say oh did you do the surgery on alien? Like he's like what? But uh, he told us that he didn't know already what what's what's going on, and, you know. Like, and then he he she said, uh, no, uh, we are here because there's some stories about the alien, and he got a little uh, upset because the little he he was thinking that the, the reporter was talking about the little kid. Oh, yeah. the surgery because the, the little kid had some 
some deforms and and and, and things, uh, you know. And I said, oh, you need to have more respect to speak about this alien. <laughs> she said, no. And then he saw the militaries at the week, and then he knew about of his friend doctor who uh, did some procedure so, some procedure in the creature you know for yeah. us I was like oh yeah. my god i can't believe this is the first time one doctor very popular like very smart it is talking about it you know uh, and then he yeah. told us that the family of the of his uh, his friend doctor they have this footage but they are very afraid to release and he was trying to to talk with the, the family for us too because i already knew about it i went to speak with his wife and his wife told me no we don't have that we don't have this is this has never happened but uh this doctor which is told us it is very friend of her, with her too because they were all doctors, friends, you know, dinners, um, parties together. But uh, the doctor said, no, she knows. Like, it's, it's right there. I don't know where it is, but uh, I, we are not lying, you know. But uh, the lady said, yeah. too, I am not lying. I don't have it. So, yeah. trying to, somebody's lying. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> lying, you know. And then we offered, like, uh, but, yeah. like James Fox did a good amount like he offered like a lot of money and uh, we told her because actually they don't need money anymore because they are very good. But we said to them, oh, if you guys agreed to share with us, we're going to because this is really important for the world. And then this, that money we can offer is going to be much better if we can offer for our kids, like a poor kids, some institution. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you guys also help the world with this, help the story with the footage, and you guys can help the kids, you know? And then they were, okay. So we are now trying to, we, we are very close, you know? But I, you I think? don't know, we need to convince. We, it's hard because, man, because sometimes we don't, is there's much story we needed to filter filter how do i say filter we don't choose balance things. yeah we have to do the balance because we know there's a lot of people is saying lies lie they lie mm. you know they want to be part of the story so you need you to be careful with them with this kind of people who wants to oh i know something oh i have this or you know so we have to balance but uh, now we, we we trust and we believe that uh, uh, we are close. But I don't know, like, so because sometimes we get so excited and then and then we got upset, you know. Oh no, was so close, and now they say this don't exist, and you, and we are spending our time, you know, our money to do all this investigation to get yeah. our hands for in the evidence but uh right now seems very hard and another thing which i think i don't know if james already said we we found a chief of police who had a picture who had a picture of the creature you know of the creature right and then he agreed uh to go on camera and then i remember 
I, we called him so many times when James was in Virginia and then he didn't answer from my phone. So another friend called from another phone and he answered, oh, we are here. We will try to talk to you. I said, oh, okay. I'm sorry, but I, I, I'm not going on camera. I said, why? I said, because I, I care on my own security, he says. And James heard it because it wasn't the speaker, you know, and I was like, Oh my God. And then, but then about the, the picture, like, can you share? And then he changed the conversation, you know? So it is one guy, because I have two people who speak with me long time ago that I saw the picture. And because it is two people who doesn't know each other and they mm -hmm. claim that they saw the same picture showed by this officer, you know? One was uh, because this guy who told me the first time, his son was, he used to live in the same neighborhood of this uh, this chief of police. And they were, they became very good friends. And then one time he showed that guy, the, the old guy, the picture. So that guy told me 2012 about this. But I said, mm, interesting. And then, okay. And then uh, the years, came, like, and this was in 2012. And then in 2017, I met another lady. We were talking about other UFO sightings. And she lives in Minas Gerais, too. And she told me, oh, I saw the picture. And she told me about it because she had a, a sighting, like a UFO over uh, was over in, uh, her and more. Or in other friends in a place and the UFO uh, I had some lights and she belt on the ground and she went to the hospital and then but nothing happened like with her and then the, the chief of police knew because the city was very small he knew about the the case like the lady yeah, and about the UFO and he called her to go to the police station to speak about it and he was asking many questions to her, and she was answered. And then she said, hey, doctor, uh, like, I know you called me here. I don't know why you are interested about it, but uh, why? You know, I wonder why when I ask all these questions. And he said, and then he was like, mm. and he had a kind of newspaper in his table. And he got a, like, the newspaper was they were telling about the Virginia case you know, back to the 1996, 97. He has these uh, journals, these uh, newspapers. And then he got a picture of the creature and showed her, see, I was involved on this. That's what I am asking you because I, I was very affected by this story. But, uh, but um, I just want to know what happened with you and I was involved. That's what I'm asking. So the lady saw, she, she said that she can see the boots of the militaries only. And the two creatures was, one was like, was like, uh, do you know when you're born and you are in that position? When in the fetal position. Yes, in the fetal, exactly. One of that and the other one was kind of death laid down and she saw that picture. And then, but she doesn't know the other guy who told me like five, six years before her tell me, you know? And when I realized it, 
was the same chief of police because I asked her how what is his chief name and then she told me the name I said oh my god is the same one wow. I already heard about this picture and about this yeah. police officer so we went to his house he he told us the Virginia cases happened that he he went to speak with General Lima do you know General Lima is the guy who was standing on the documentary reading the and the reading the reports and the 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 reporters were trying to ask him some question and he said I was working for Brazil on the national and the national mm, at the press conference yes yeah. on the press conference and he didn't want to answer the questions of the reporters so yeah. it was really weird so this chief of police was the general's friend because the chief of police he used to work on three hearts three corações police station and him and the general the lima general they had a deal because the chief of police could arrest some militaries inside of the army on the base which uh, had uh, some drugs drugs you know on the on the lockers mm -hmm. they used to have a little drug so the chief of police had this deal with general lima he could arrest these people there and in that time he told us that he went to the ESA base and he saw helicopters like landing and go up like strange activity and when he went to the general's office he saw like a table with a lot of militaries like which came from Brasilia which is the, our uh, district federal here and then like all, all the he said us to us there's a lot of stars on the you know on militaries and and then he asked hey i heard a hey, general uh, general i heard something weird happening in virginia and you you guys are are involved he said oh i'm so sorry doctor but uh, I cannot, I cannot tell you because this is, this is about a national security, and mm -hmm. national security. Yes, I'm so sorry, but uh, right now we cannot speak about it. And then he said, "Okay." So the chief of police told us all this has happened, but uh, when you speak with him about the picture, he said, "No." And then one time he said, uh, oh, I remember that, but um, I don't know where it is. You know, he, he changed yeah. the conversation. And then yeah. and then this last time, we went again to his house and we did a, a video call with James, with with the chief of police, you know. And But he was saying, oh, you know, and he's like, he's changed it. So when you are very close to the, the evidence, and then... Just yeah. gone, you know, it's like crazy. <laughs> yeah, that must be so frustrating. Um, wow. Yeah. So look, I, I want to get you, I want to get this finished fairly quickly because I know you haven't got too much longer. So I think from now, let's try and do quick fire. Okay. Let's, uh, let's do some quick fire questions. So you just kind of answer me as, as quick as you can okay. and, uh, and we'll fly through some questions. So just to follow up on the footage. Okay. So there's at least one video one photo and probably more right probably more copies and and various different versions how confident are you that we will actually get it out there get it make it make it public how like if you could put a percentage on it i know it's not exact and everything but in your gut feeling 
how how confident are you 50 percent, 60 percent, 70 percent, 20 percent? like where are you oh man i think i say 50 percent 50 percent, maybe 60 because we yeah. spoke with the lady on the family who had it they say no we don't have it so we need to try to find another way as you say as you said there's we know more evidences some from military area and some of yeah. civil so we are trying to get at the civil one and also military yeah. x was trying to get more information for us about the footage wow okay. yeah that would be great well yeah i mean i know you will and i know james will but please keep trying and uh yeah obviously that would be incredible if any of that comes out and and we get to see that um so I've mentioned, oh, actually, you know this, of course, because Ronnie helped me get in touch with you. So I spoke previously to Ronnie Verne and um, he, I asked, I spoke to him about Virginia and about his thoughts on this. And he mentioned that he has a kind of a bit of speculation that he think he finds it strange that there's a lot less witnesses to the craft and a lot more witnesses to the beings. So he kind of thinks maybe the beings came from the water. Um what do you think about that? <laughs> yes, I like. Uh, thanks, Ronnie Vernet's very good friend. He's really great researcher here in Brazil, doing very good work. And uh, yeah, he's right. Uh, actually, we don't have too much witness from the crash site, but uh, we believe these creatures they they appears on the neighborhood at the neighborhood in Virginia because if you see the crash site. And the place where the creatures was captured, you have a river, a green river, we call green river, which goes like if you keep going, you're going to be around the area where the creatures were taken. So we believe we, of course, is a speculation, but uh, the UFO was falling down and the creatures, maybe I don't know how they jumped it i don't know uh, water yeah, yeah. and then the water and we thought this we believe actually that these creatures could be do you know amphibians Amphi amphibians yeah. you know probably yeah, yeah water i don't know uh because we were talking with some prof professors like university who did the genetic and they said oh this is look like amphibian because also because of the smell was had a had a very bad smell you know like ammonia ammonia and yeah, yeah. you know and that's what we believe but uh, it's only a speculation right yeah and that's what i believe honey because honey is right there's a river that connects the crash site it's far away but if you if you look into the google you can see on the i think on the google maps you can see the the river and then goes to you can go to the you can go to the neighborhood that the 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 creatures was captured yeah yeah but you think your your personal opinion is that they they came from the craft yes like i think they came from the river before the craft yeah. oh you th you th you think they came from the river? Yeah, I came. I, I think they they. You think they came from the craft into the river yeah. and then out of the river into, the, but originally from the craft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. okay, got you. Um, I was going to ask you this earlier, but I didn't. When we were talking about Carlos de Souza and the crash, um, I just I asked James the same question. I'm just interested. Did you feel any kind of energy or did you get any feeling, you know, aside from the words and emotions from Carlos, just from the area itself when you were standing there? Did you have any sensation or any any feeling? To be honest with you, no. Just when Carlos started crying, and then I feel it like very. Oh my God, this is this yeah. happened. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. we didn't have any other feelings. But uh, James got a when you see. I think he told you about it when you see the drone shot. You can see yeah. the area like is the colors of the grass is different. So mm. for James, it looked like some chemical things changed or something. Yeah, you know, because yeah. when Carlos told the researchers he told 10 months later because he was afraid because he printed yeah. so in october of 1996 he called Claude we said what happened and scovo said can you take us to there yes and then when the researchers went there they, they had it i think around 20 to 25 researchers and they were looking into the field to see if they could find it. They have a metal detector and they mm -hmm. could found, find, uh, do you know when you have, a, I don't know, it's a footprint, but at the big, the biggest uh, trucks, you know, when you have something like you have the, the earth like was, wasn't right. It looked like somebody went there and, you know, like did something on the right. That's what the, the researchers found 10 months yeah. later of it. But when we were with Carlos, it was all normal, you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I I read somewhere else um, that some local children in, in Virginia threw stones at one of the beings, like, um, like just, you know, to like... To, to bully basically this being they say oh there's something strange you know what kids can be like i mean obviously it's horrible it kind of kind of it sends chills down my spine to think if this was a being from from another planet or from somewhere else and and us humans are throwing stones at it within a couple of hours anyway i i heard that so i wonder if you if you've heard that if you can confirm that or, or yeah say whether you whether whether you're aware of the same thing and and do you, to add on to that do you think there's any chance those children would come forward as adults and 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 witness that yes ben we tried so many times to find these kids right there but uh, we 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 didn't find them uh yes this is true when when they saw the creature on january 20th was in the morning a little before mm -hmm. when the firemen came so they got the rocks and throw them like very but the, the the creature was far away you know and then they were afraid to the creature like comes more like near so they got the rocks and started to you know the throwing but uh we never found this these boys these kids we just found another guy who saw the creature but uh, he's very afraid to speak he mm -hmm. he never spoke and he's kind of he he doesn't have too much money you know and then i remember like uh some people before tried to offer his like a money to to do the interview but uh, he never he said no no and his sister and his mom Tell, told us no he saw but he's 
very uh, he he's he doesn't like to talk about it you know he he's never gonna talk about it when I spoke with him he told me only that he saw the the militaries with a net take something mm -hmm. from the grass but uh, he never saw uh, he never told me that uh, he saw the creature but the mom and the sister told told us that uh, he saw the creature because they 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 live in still today still today into today they live in the same house it's right there like you have this small forest forest and then he's lived right there so he saw also the creature i thought also wow. that uh, he he was one of the the kid who throw the rock but yeah. uh, i'm not sure i'm not sure but i don't think he just saw the creature yeah. very close and then he got a mm -hmm. He's what he call a. Uh, he got shocked, shocked by. That's what the the mom yeah. and sister said. You know? Yeah, that's understandable. I bet there's a lot of people that are kind of in shock about about this. Um, if I can kind of put you on the spot, no pressure, but if you could think of maybe one or two quick details, again, just as quick as you can, um, that didn't make it into the documentary that you think are interesting for people to to be aware of. Is there anything that jumps into your mind? Yes, I think that we. I think it's really important the the other testimony of the military who didn't come mm -hmm. for it yet. He he recorded his testimony in 1996, but he's very afraid to come out this testimony, and we tried so bad like to have his on on this because I think his was really important because he saw the whole body of not the whole body yeah kind of the he saw the face the the head the the, the yeah. eyes and he also said when the, some doctor in the hospitals came with some something like a instrumental uh he they got the thong of the creature probably he thought it was very thin like black and he pulled out and they could see like a a fall look like a do you know a snake when you have the the is snake and have folk yeah folk yeah they say this military said that uh he saw that when the doctor came and like pulled out this little it was very small and thin and black but uh uh in the end had this kind of like snake fork fork yeah. yes forked tongue yeah. Yes, and then that's I think was really interesting that I would love to have on, on on the documentary, but uh, yeah. there's much more things like unfortunately we didn't have too much time to to put in more detail of some interviews like the yeah. X-rays guy we we have so much more information about it you know. And uh, military X too, he said more things, you know, and the other military also say things. But unfortunately, we had to cut because the time of the, you know. Yeah. And there's more other interviews. When you see the end, you have another military, which is walking with me. And um, and uh, James, he confirmed about the Campinas here, the other base and the hospital where they took these creatures to be analyzed. Oh my God. Analyze it. Yes, sorry. 
it's okay it's okay we've been going for a long time now you must be getting tired um no it's absolutely fine so aside from virginia i wonder what other cases do you think are are compelling of something extraordinary Uh, other cases here i i love it doesn't have to be there it can be anywhere in the world any any other cases that you think yeah stand out to you I like a lot the the case which happened in the north of Brazil, which is in Colares and uh, Pará state. Mm-hmm. We call chupa uh, chupa phenomenon, and this is uh, because of these things what happened there. Like a lot of people in a small town saw this UFO hovering, and mm-hmm. they were sent like uh, lights to. To attack people, we don't know if they took bloods. You know, there's a lot of more things to go into this case, but uh, is one of the best we call uh, phenomenon, chupa chupa phenomenon. And then we had a, a mission by the Brazilian Air Force, which called Operação Prato, you know, mm. a plate operation we call in English. Yeah. And the other one we tell was very compelling. One was a uh, in uh, May 19th of 1986, when you have uh, 21 UFO detected by the radar, and our pilots from Air Force went to chasing, like to see what was it, and these lights, these UFOs, they they run like they did a very strange movement, and they like they run like 15 hours. Per hour uh, was very fast, like unbelievable for them, you know. Yeah, yeah. This really compelling ones because we had a press conference with the pilots, Air Force pilots, speaking about this uh, uh, this case. You know, awesome. Awesome. Well, maybe maybe if we talk again in future, we can go into a little bit more detail. Yeah. Um, so this is a big question. Yeah. You can give me a very quick answer if you want. Uh, it, but yeah, it's it's again we kind of enter into speculation territory a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think the UFO phenomenon represents? You know, is it extraterrestrial in terms of is it just another civilization from a different planet in our galaxy coming here in their in their physical craft? Is it some other kind of non-human intelligence, like interdimensional? You know, it, could it be future humans? Um, I've spoken to Dr. Michael Masters about the future human hypothesis, or is it something else? Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many, it, it could be anything. It could be all of those things. Um, but is there one that stands out to you or multiple that stand out to you? What are your thoughts? Yes, it's a hard question, but, <laughs> but yeah. I believe that uh, they are they are oldest. They are oldest than us, very old. Mm-hmm. There's some kind can be in another dimension or if they come from another part of the universe but i believe they are very of course they are out from here but they are kind of uh how do i say like uh i believe they are very of course smart intelligence and i hope they can help us with something that's what i my hope you know can be like a religious <laughs> thought, but uh, I I believe I, I I want to believe that they are here to help us, and and they are from probably another dimension, and 
probably they come from another parts of the universe that we we don't know and and i believe they are only oldest and we are we are just not understand them what uh, they really wanted with our civilization and i yeah. believe also they are searching our our planets our minerals and everything like that <laughs> yeah yeah that's really interesting so you think pro possibly not interplanetary you think it's maybe something a little bit more bizarre like yeah the the interdimensional kind of thing yes i i like a lot also the jacques valley the theories you no know? yeah As, yeah i like a lot that one i believe but i believe more yeah. would be a dimensional from here to mm -hmm. in a place that we don't know you know yeah, others of yeah. course can be from another part of the universe and they take a black hole and they yeah. they have all this technology to do you know mm -hmm. yeah again we we could speculate about it for ages like we could talk about different things that it could be or, or probably isn't or it might be and but yeah thank you for sharing your thoughts on yeah, it and um, so i believe that there's a, some uh bad bad civilization that doesn't want Mm -hmm. our <laughs> you know like they doesn't want to be nice with us also i believe that too i think there's both like here like we have the bad and yeah. the good <laughs> and you think the good and the bad you think we've got some of both yeah. visiting us here yes i believe yeah. that because i yeah i mean i hope there's more of the good than the bad let's just say Ooh. that um so do you think uh in terms of the brazilian government right so i don't know how much you know you think that they are aware of how much information they have let's assume that they know a lot more than us possibly less than the american government i don't know that's just a guess but how much do you think they know and do you think they will ever release the truth or will they wait for america to to lead the way and to to do what they're going to do first yeah. nice yes i believe they are waiting for u.s government to release more but uh of course mm -hmm. i i believe they know much more that we know here of uh, especially on there's a lot of cases in brazil which they was involved with the, the the institutions like army navy and air force <clears throat> mm -hmm. and we had a, a interview with the brigadier carlos uh, jose carlos pereira which was the highest yeah. position here on the air force and he spoke about the ufos are, are real you know and uh we had a, a project here in 2004 to the our like for the the population the people of Brazil we sign it like a like a letter and we sent the the UFO magazine with the CBU which is our organization a UFO organization sent to the government to their to they release the the uh, <clears throat> official documents you know of the UFOs so we have already 11 more than 11,000 pages uh, mm -hmm. most of it from air force telling us about this uh some cases that happen like when pilots saw a ufo so you can get these documents and read it's all mystery you know they all call ufos so we know they have much more information especially on the virginia case 
And unfortunately, mm -hmm. we don't have any documents from the Virginia case. They they always saying, no, we we don't have anything. Like, you know, we just had a one document from the Air Force from 971 in a case which happened in Virginia when a lot of people saw a UFO over it. And, uh, and the Air Force went there to, to investigate this case, which happens in March 3rd of 1971, the only one that we have. So I believe they have much more to release. We are trying to, to get uh, with them to they, uh, keep releasing more uh, documents, information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully they do, but it's uh, it's interesting that they don't have any. Yeah, they allegedly don't have any documents on Virginia. It's like uh, reminds me of Roswell, of course, in America, where like they they can't find any of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, we can just hope for the best, right? There seems to be progress happening in the U.S., so hopefully that's going to bleed into Brazil and and other countries as well. Um, what do you think about the this is something that Ronnie again spoke to me about and I hadn't really given it much thought beforehand but he shared a couple of stories what do you think about the chupacabra oh my god it is one of my favorite cases subject on the subject on the topic you know because in yeah. 1996 when Virginia happened a lot of their cases happened at the time in Brazil like we have a bunch of cases in one of that was very strong was the chupacabra and i have a good uh <clears throat> good friend like his incredible investigator and he did a documentary about the chupacabras one hour and a half of it and i would love to translate it in english to show the people because he was there in 1997 because we have this huge case in 1997 a lot of attacks uh, attacks from the chupacabras in a lot of states of Brazil. So, like, for example, here was happening some attacks, re weird, and in another state, very far away, the same time was happening too, you know. So it is one of my favorite <clears throat> uh, cases because I watched the documentary and I went through to investigate a little bit. And I think it's, unfortunately, is not a good Thing because they kill it like the a lot of animals, but the mystery yeah. and all the 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 clues and the the, the things that are happening all the area, uh, it is really interested interesting. You know? yes. And I love it and I believe yeah. so bad. And I believe the chupacabras has a connection with a lights UFOs because in this documentary. When Carlos Alberto Machado, he was researching and shooting this documentary, uh, he he was right there when the ranches, in some ranches, which happens, uh, some attacks. And one night he was doing a sky watch with the family because the family, no, you, you need to stay here because we are seeing a strange lights at night. And in the morning, he has these attacks. And I said, okay. So he had a tripod and camera, and he he shot it like a very nice like video from 1997. You can see this big light, like was doing this, and then was walking a little bit, was moving, 
was moving a little bit, floating like, and then disappeared. So the next day, in the really in the morning, uh, in the same place where the UFO was overing, they had an attack mm -hmm. on the ranch. Like uh, I think it was oh, really? 30, 30 chickens and um, some um, ducks too, you know. And other around was like a sheep, sheep, you know, sheep, mm -hmm. a lot of kinds of animals. So I believe so much. And then, and then and this has happened a lot. And then in 1998, nine was disappearing and gone, you know, forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, wow. I like that. It's really, really <clears throat> yeah, it's really interesting. Um, yeah. So you absolutely believe it's a real thing, a real, you know, wh whether we call it an animal or a phenomenon, I don't know what to say, but, but you think it's, it's whatever it is, is, is real. Yes. And also we did a show for a series for a history channel and one episode we shoot with the veterinarian uh, who was able to, to uh, analyze it, analyze it, this uh, animals which was attacked. And they said, I never saw in my entire life anything like that. Because they say when the when the they found some some animals, they they were already deaf like for two to three days or four days. And they didn't smell any bad things, you know, it was like right there, no smell, nothing, you know. And they attacked and was very smart. And the other thing which was really interesting, in some ranch, when I have the attack, they used to have a, a very uh, <clears throat> mad uh, dogs, you know, mad dogs. Right. So the dogs, even the dogs didn't, did uh, they didn't do any noise, you know? And how this could be, like if the animal, like the dogs right here, everything's fine, yeah. but the animals is deaf, you know? yeah yeah that's so so weird like you say um yeah. and when they when they attack their animals sorry uh, not to stay on the chupacabra for too long but yeah. when when they have these these they rec they recover these animals that seem like they've been attacked by a chupacabra or whatever is there blood at the scene or you know no because i'm trying to think of like i'm in my head i'm comparing it to cattle mutilations that, yeah. that you get kind of across the world yeah no they 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 suck they they suck it all the blood you know but i actually yeah. when the bio the scientists and the biologists when they saw like when they were doing them they when they were analyzing the the animals they found like a blood but it was a, a red blood this is other kind from the blood which is white was right there but the red was uh they took all of them. in some cases they also took the heart and and their guy said to me that his sheep little sheep was pregnant i think and then they took also the baby like they did it's incredible like you know it's what the hell is that you know like how they couldn't do this they knew and took also the the baby and they killed the the mother you know it's horrible yeah. things but uh really interested 
Yeah, scary stuff. Isn't yes. it? I remember. I hope I would never meet a chupacabra. Go. What were you gonna say? You remember? No, I remember when I was because this is was in 1997. I had 12 years old, and everybody in the uh, streets, hey, be careful, chupacabra! And we were everybody in Brazil is like, oh my god, I, I cannot stay too late into in the street. I have to go home because chupacabra uh, is gonna appear. You know, crazy. Oh shit, man. Yeah, that would be a good way to keep the kids in uh, early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, I would not be uh, I would not be walking around if people are saying, "Yeah, you got to be careful of the chupacabra." Oh, I'm going home now. Yeah. Um so you 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 talked at the start of our conversation about the triangle UFO that you saw when you were about 14. Apart from that, have you ever seen any other UFOs? Have you seen anything since? Oh, man, no. I just saw I have some sightings, very small sightings in some places that we were investigating UFO cases. And I think the last one was kind of 2008. But I was there in this um, ranch, which happens a, a really weird attack in, uh, in some dogs. And yeah. uh, we were there speaking with the the witness, and then they invited us to stay at night there. So we did a, a sky watch, and then we saw like a very strange object, but it was very far away also. Very, we couldn't even see as well, like very, very good, you know, like we couldn't see. Mm -hmm. But uh was like a weird, but it was the last time, and I never saw anything like I saw when I had a 14 years old, you know? Yeah, so that was the most extraordinary thing you, you saw. And we did a lot yeah. of sky watches between these whole years and nothing, like, <laughs> no, yeah, it's yeah. only... Maybe maybe you're gonna have multiple sightings in the next couple of weeks now yeah. or something. You know, like you can wait you can wait years and get nothing, and then maybe you're gonna get a bit of good luck yeah. uh, soon. I I hope so. But at least you've seen at least you've seen some things, right? At least you've had some sightings. Yeah. Um, have you had any other or or any other anomalous experiences during your life? So whether it's you know anything from an NDE a near death experience or an out of body experience or some kind of psychic experience, like maybe. Uh, you know, a dream where you see something from the future or, yeah. you know, you get some information that somebody is thinking, but they haven't told you or anything along those lines. Any any anomalous experiences? <clears throat> That's nice. I am going to tell you one, <clears throat> two, actually, that I had. This one I never told anybody like on public, but uh, this was weird because I had uh, this friend, my friend. She is she in long time. I, I didn't I wasn't speaking with her, and <clears throat> and I remember I was doing my college and doing my work on the computer. No, sorry, yeah, before I remember that day I was asleep uh, at night. I sleep, sleeped uh, with with a sighting, like a UFO came and stopped it, and I could see perfectly the the UFO. Like it was a beautiful field. And I saw this UFO, he stopped it, and he gone. And I was like, oh, my God. And then this is on dream. And then in the same mm -hmm. dream, after the sighting, I saw this, my friend. She's uh, Carol. Carol, in a long time, I didn't see Carol anymore. I spoke with her, I think, probably uh, two years before, three years before. And then I, I, I remember that I saw her in black and white, like, uh, place. And I saw her, and I remember that she was pregnant. Or what? 
And then I awakened and I said, oh, my God, Carol, I, I dreamed with Carol. I need to call her to see if she's okay, you know, I'm like, okay. So I had a, I went to work. And then when I came back from work to do my college uh, works, and I forgot about it, her. And then I, I received a message right here in the computer from her, from a messenger, mm -hmm. Facebook. Say, hey, Marco. Say, oh, my God, I just dreamed last night with her. And she's, she's sent me a, a message right here. And then she said, oh, Carol, long time. And she, hey, look what I just took it here in my house. And she sent me, I can send you the picture she took it of like, uh, she, she, was, she was taking a picture of the rainbow, was be beautiful rainbow. And then you can see one of the pictures, only one, I think you can see three uh, weird things, you know. I am not good, uh, very good in analyzing the pictures. So I sent these pictures to my good friends who they have a lot of knowledge. And, and like everything that you send to them, they say, oh, this is not a UFO. They have always, they have a, an explanation for it, you know? Yeah. But this time he said, oh, this is weird. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I said, can I say, can I call UFO? Because we don't know what it is. I said, yes. So... I never told nobody this, but I dreamed with her and then wow. like we, before with UFO and her and then the same, the next day, like she sent me a message with these pictures and I was like, unbelievable, yeah. you know, yeah. it's unbelievable. That's amazing. In another thing that I saw with my eyes, that I couldn't believe it is more spiritual, spiritual thing that, uh, do you know, I don't know if the word is right, materialism, mat, mat, when, you, when you are here and I saw something appears. Oh, materialization. Ma materialization, exactly. I couldn't believe nice, it because yeah. has this restaurant and uh, actually it was my family's restaurant. And I remember some lady called like my mom, the lady which worked it on the restaurant and she said in the really in the morning said hey i don't know what happened from the from the ground it's materialization materializing something do you know uh, how do i say it's a it's a small things that uh sometimes when you have a a, a food is old food this is appears a little things like i don't know how to say in english so she said this is was materializing by the ground. I was like, what the hell? What? No, come on. And I remember I drove there and then I lay down on the ground and I saw with my, my eyes, dude, I saw this is was like, was like, like, not like the noise, but it looked like, yeah, got the ground. So lots of it. Let me see if I can find the name of this. And it's just appearing out of nowhere. Yeah. From nowhere, from the air, like, on the ground, like there, I, and I, I never, I couldn't believe that. And then, um, so it's not even coming out of the ground. It's just poofing yeah, from, it, uh, from yes, nothing. From, from, looks like the ground, but it was wow. from the ground. It was a little bit like the ground is here. was right here. Yeah. Is it mold that you, is that the word that you're looking for? Yeah. Let, let me see here. Uh, Larvae. Larvae? Larvae. 
Love, oh, larvae, oh. like, uh, like, like when, when insects, uh, you know, reproducing, like their babies go into like larvae before they, they grow out of the larvae. Yeah, but do you know these larvae? Uh, this is, uh, they stay when there's the, some food, it's old, and then you have mm -hmm. little things right there. And, oh, yeah, like maggots, maggots, like little maggots, exactly, and things like that. Yeah, mm, disgusting, yeah, no, you know. Yeah. So I saw yeah. these little things, like was like a lots of it, and then we kill it and doing, you know, and then and then like all the ground, I couldn't believe. So my mom, I remember she called a really uh, people from the church who do a pray, and then they came to the place, and then I remember they because it was uh, was I remember this was in the morning, but we. We were afraid to the clients come and see all these nasty things right there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you cannot yeah. open the restaurant today. So I remember my mom called these this people and they went there. They seated on the tables there, stay quiet, and they started to pray. I don't believe too much, but uh, like, but uh, dude, it's incredible. Like after I think one hour, or two hours and a half, these little things was disappearing, stopped it to materialize, to materializing, and then gone. And then after wow. the when we closed the door, the guys there, the the, the religious, they said, uh, "Oh, this is this is very bad because we failed to hear somebody was doing a, a something like a." magic uh brusha how do i say uh black magic mm -hmm. like yeah. um how do i say let me see here um yeah yeah black magic yeah, works. black magic's dude for you guys don't open the restaurant today it's people who's in jealous you guys you know like i was like oh my god that's weird but i, I didn't believe that so i saw with my eyes and i now i believe all this kind of spiritual things you know yeah, was the, yeah. the two that I can remember right now that happened all like oh my god <laughs> yeah wow man that's so weird I mean the second one is like yeah super weird the first one is incredible like the, yeah. the, that that experience of like you dreaming of your friend and the UFOs and stuff that's really like it's like a really intense synchronicity like yes and then like, I wow. was, I'm gonna um, send you the pictures I'm gonna find here somewhere awesome. on my hard drive and I'll yeah. send you to take a look awesome Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, so I guess that leads me on to another question because you were just mentioning like religion and stuff. And yeah. and yeah, I'm not religious, but I do think that there has been some study into the effects of prayer and prayer actually might be something that works. I don't know how or, or why or in what way, but it's interesting nonetheless. But what do you think, if you're comfortable to, to talk about it now, what do you think happens after we die? Again, in a, I know it's something we could talk about for days, but just in a in a in a very quick answer, what do you think okay. uh, happens? I believe that we our life keep keeping uh, we keep living without our body, mm -hmm. you know, like a spiritual. Yeah. And I believe that we're going to to meet again to see again our our members of family, like my dad, because my dad passed away when I was with James was this broke my heart so so badly and it's still yeah. into today because i was in the united states when it happened he had a heart attack so i hope and i have i believe so much so, that I, i'm gonna 
meet him again, find him and other, my grandma, everybody, and I think the life continues, you know? Yeah. It's a mystery, but uh, I feel inside of me that the life continues, you know? Yeah. yeah this cool. is only I'm, I'm glad you feel like that. This is only I Sorry? That, uh, here, I believe that is, it is only a small experience that we have mm -hmm. for our spirit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think I think there's there's going to be more after, and and I think you will see those people again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Last question I'll ask you, Marco, is um, what are you focusing on now? Now that the documentary is done and everything, what are you focusing on? Are you are you focusing on trying to get that footage, or do you have other other things that you're interested in in this area that you're you know moving on to? Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm. I'm keeping uh, uh, keep doing the research about the footage for sure, and I'm. I'm really wanna go there, and I wanna love to have my hands. But I also I have another project like uh, audiovisual, like some probably document documentary about other cases in Brazil, mm. because the way that I, I love to do these researches, you know, is it's. I don't know, it's come from inside. So I would love to show people more cases with people that don't know. Yeah. There's many cases in Brazil that I would love to do these projects. Probably it's going to start on July. But right now mm -hmm. I am focused only on the, the footage and the Virginia is still in Virginia. You know? Yeah, cool. Well, uh, obviously, I wish you the best with getting the footage because we all need to see that. We're all desperate to see that. I, I hope it works. I hope you get it. And um, and I wish you all the best with your other project. That sounds great. And it would be brilliant to see more of these cases covered in, in you know, documentaries or videos or whatever you're planning to do in exactly. But I wish you all the very best. Last thing before I let you go, do you have any words or, or a message you'd like to leave with people that have watched or listened today? Oh, I just want to thank you and take your audience to uh, to listen to me. Sorry about my English, first of all, because it was very bad. <laughs> it's been good. <laughs> no. And then I just want to thank you and say to, pe to people who doesn't watch it, the moment of contact you guys, please go and watch it because it was a work and a job that I did for my whole, like, took many years of my life, you know. Since I was a little kid, yeah. I grew up with this story. So I had a dream to do that with James Fox, who was interested, you know. He became a, like a brother. But um, I was very happy to do this, and I hope everybody can have a chance to watch this documentary and say to the people everything was real nothing was like how oh, we you know nothing was fake it was all real everything happened of course we believe at the witness and uh we want to go find more information about this case so then people watch and then you guys can uh, take your <laughs> your yeah. thinking about it yeah and make make their own uh make make their own well i don't even know what, how to word it myself come up with their own yeah conclusions yeah. Or, or speculations and and yeah yeah see what see what they think but i mean I, I i second that it's such a compelling documentary if anybody hasn't seen it i'll put the link in the description so just scroll down and and access it via there as we said earlier if people get it from vimeo or apple 
you get the extra footage and the extra interviews and stuff like that that we that we discussed earlier um brilliant look marco thank you so much for this today i really appreciate you giving me your time look we've taken a little bit more of it than than we initially planned but really appreciate you doing it i've, I've enjoyed it a lot your english impressed me and uh, i look forward to doing it again at some point in the future thanks so much ben thank for you and all your audience thank the opportunity thank you to marco leal for talking with me and thank you for listening i hope you learned something new and enjoyed the discussion Please see the description for all relevant links and more. If you enjoy our content, please subscribe to continue unraveling the universe with us. And if you'd like to help us keep making content, please consider contributing whatever you can spare via Patreon. Thank you.